most of us we've got like two lives there's the life that we live and the life that we imagine and i think what stands between those two is the like voice of fear hey hey welcome to the up and becoming podcast a space for empowering and inspiring conversations for the dreamers creators and self-starters i'm your host kurt bingham and this is episode seven In this episode, I'm speaking with Cam Greenwood from Zorali. He's known as the chief pioneer and is the co-founder with his wife, Elise. In this episode, we talk about overcoming fear and an interesting perspective that Cam has on something he likes to call the voice of possibility. We touch on how he had to completely rebrand from another company to be where he is today and the importance of putting people first. Uh, and how that creates a life of purpose. Here's Cam Greenwood. I love to start the podcast with asking this question, Cam. Uh, what did you want to become when you were a kid? Wow, epic question. Uh, when I was a kid, uh, this was the natural progression of what I wanted to become. It went from superhero to fireman to NBA player to when I realized I wasn't going to be good enough to be an NBA player, bench NBA player (laughs) to, (laughs) yeah. And that, that was, that was my dreams. Um, obviously didn't become an NBA player, but I love what I get to do now and I'm stoked the way life is turning out (laughs) (laughs) was it the height yeah i think it was let's just say it was the height that can be my excuse for now if you give me another foot i would i'm sure i would have made it but (laughs) cam's actually not that short by the way everybody (laughs) i think his his average height probably be uh what would be your position uh i was a point guard um Funnily enough, I probably shouldn't um, say it was the height because one of my best mates made, he's a professional basketball player and he's hardly any taller than me. So clearly height, you can, uh, yeah, doesn't matter. You can get around anything. (laughs) So I'm just making excuses here. But um, yeah, I didn't didn't become a fireman or a superhero either, but um, I think, yeah we can all find our sense of superhero power in anything we do. So that's, that's what I'm going for now. <laughs> I like that. Now you're more, now you're more like a motivational speaker for the superheroes. <laughs> well, you're a superhero yourself, really. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's awesome. Well, where did the journey of the Cam Greenwood we, we know today, I guess, you know, entrepreneur, um, founder, you've, you started speaking at uh, schools like I remember when I first met you, you were kind of starting to speak um, and you were running another brand called Monster Surf. Like how did that all come to be? Yeah, awesome question. So I'll try to make this as like condensed as possible because it's a crazy long story. But I guess going back off your first question, what I wanted to be when I was younger, I always had this like big, Uh, sense of imagination and um this like spirit of adventure and i remember like going through high school and 
yeah, when I realized I wasn't going to make the NBA and all of that, um, like, I don't know. I was just like, I remember being in that time where you have to kind of choose what you're actually going to do with your life or what kind of career path you're going to go down. And something just didn't like sit right with me, just having to settle for something that was like less than this like life of adventure that I had uh, imagined. And yeah, yeah, so I, I had this dream to start a surf brand. Um, so I asked my parents if I could make one surfboard in my backyard and um, not knowing what they were getting themselves into, they said, yes, I put a logo on it, Monster. And that's how, yeah, Monster Surf was born. Um, it's just started super small scale hobby, making surfboards. Then we went into clothing. Um, so this was back in 2013. Uh, I was at uni at the time and then um, a few years in it really started to take off. So I left my uni degree to work, focus on it full time. And then, um, yeah, like around that time started getting uh, um, asked to speak in schools, which I hated public speaking growing up. Uh, but I knew it was something like mm. I had to, I had to kind of get over. Like I, I don't like the idea of fear um, having a hold of you in any area of life. So I was like, all right, got to get, got to get over this thing. Um, so I said yes to this school day before called up, said I couldn't come, made this crazy excuse. And I remember sitting in bed that night. I was super bummed with myself that, yeah, that fear like had dictated the way that I lived and I made a decision that night to, to never let that happen again. And, um, yeah, now speaking is one of my favorite things to do. And I guess that decisions also helped me overcome barriers to, um, see my dreams with the business and now with Zorali, um, become a reality. Yeah, that's insane. I know that feeling. I, I hate public speaking <laughs> as well. Even, um, <laughs> even, <laughs> even just podcasting, like I get nervous every time, every time yeah. before, a, <laughs> before I, even if I chat to someone I've known for ages, um, yeah. it's just, it is, yeah, it's, it's scary. Um, yeah. but I guess if I'd love to like dig a little deeper into fear later, but I guess if we yeah. looked at fear a little bit at the surface level, um, what, what made you what made you say yes after that that moment when you're like oh I can't do this and then you decided oh no I'm just gonna do this most of us we've got like two lives there's the life that we live and the life that we imagine and I think what stands between those two is the like voice of fear and so I remember back then mm. the life that I imagined was one that was without fear and I would be able to say yes to things like going and sharing my story in front of a group of people and being confident to go and, um, you know, encourage someone or being confident to go and really pursue what I wanted to do. And I think I just came to a point where I wanted that life that I imagined that I wasn't living more than the fear of actually putting myself up and and doing that so it, yeah it wasn't like an overnight decision like it was probably an accumulation of feeling that fear and um backing down to it and then i just got to a point where i was like enough's enough like stuff this <laughs> let push that fear out of the way yeah. and actually start living so yeah and you obviously have to believe in what you're doing hey like when you're 
when you're facing fear, I think if we want to overcome it, we the thing on the other side needs to be something that we want so bad. And that's something yeah. that I've found um, for myself. And, you know, I was going to, I was going to take this and, you know, talk about Zorali for a bit, but I reckon we just talk about fear because you've, you've kind of, you've kind of encompassed that into, um, everything you do now. Like I know you do it as a speaker. It's something you speak about. Um, I just saw a little bit on your website. Um, you have had a conquer fear and discover a life of possibility. And you talk about this thing called the voice of possibility. Um, could you touch on that a little bit? Like what, what, yeah. what is that and, and how do you uh, use that to overcome limiting beliefs and fears? Yeah. So, yeah, I think that voice of possibility is like that little inner voice that is the encourager and is the one that fills you with ideas that are like filled with passion and excitement and life and um you know for me i've got a faith so i see that that voice of possibility as the voice of god um but you know i will speak to a lot of people that are you know have varying beliefs and everything so i feel like uh for me uh, that's that's what i like to to call it the voice of possibility i think it's like easy to understand for most people i think everyone has that has had many experiences almost every day of having those two voices in your head there's one that's clearly like negative filled with fear and then there's this other one that's like oh what you know maybe this could lead to something epic or exciting or maybe this could be like you know a new door opening and to me that voice is the voice of possibility and um yeah, I've found that pretty much anything great in my life or any of my friends' lives um, has come to pass by following that voice. So that's why I'm so passionate about, um, especially seeing young people, l- like learning to listen to the right voice, I think is so important because, you know, this life is already so cluttered with you know, all the voices on social media and the news and everything, let alone inside your own head. So being able to learn to, to really listen to that, um, right, that right voice is super, super important. Yeah. And I, I would even say that you need to create space for that. Um, yeah. In my experience, cause I'm the same, like I have a faith and I would say, um, in a lot of ways that, that that voice would be God um, and that educates so many decisions I make and so many things I do but I also have so many beautiful friends that have different experiences believe different things and um, we liken it to many things but for me I find just waking up early going for a run for you you live right by the ocean we're talking about that just before we clicked record is like 500 meters from the ocean um, <laughs> Is there some spaces where you feel that, you know, it helps you, it helps you listen to that voice voice of possibility, it helps you overcome the fears that you you may be feeling that when there's something coming up that day? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That's why we're so passionate. Uh, My wife and I co-founded Zorali and so we're an outdoor brand, but our real heart behind it is to get people outside to you know breathe in the fresh air and literally breathe out the fear (laughs) and um 
that's you know for us we found like being in nature in just like the beauty of it and everything can just really like take your mind off stuff that you shouldn't be thinking about or don't need to be thinking about and just like learning to be present and enjoying you know the gift that nature is and um that's why we're so i guess passionate about um not not selling outdoor gear for outdoor gear's sake but selling it with the hope it inspires people to spend more time outside and, and to find rest and and peace out there as it does for us yeah because um this ties into really well what zarali means what does what does zarali mean yeah <laughs> so zarali actually means fearless and full of life um so we wanted to create a word um that was unique and we um found two words um so it's like an old persian word for fearless and an african word for full of life and we put the first three letters and the last three letters together and it made zarali so fearless and full of life <laughs> that's amazing i didn't realize you made up the word <laughs> that's yeah. awesome <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, Dude. Just, if yeah, you can't well, find if you can't I... find the the meaning you want, just go make it up. <laughs> no well, hey, I created the word up and becoming, so you know it's it's just how it is. Yeah. it's good. Exactly. Um, I like that. Well, on the because yeah, on the um, I guess the mission of your brand, I'll, I I'd love to just read it um because I just yeah. pulled it from yeah pulled it from like you're about and. It said, we're on a mission to get the world outside because we believe time spent in nature, exploring and having fun with friends is a pathway to a happy and a healthy and happy life. When you pause to wonder and stand in awe, that's when the real magic happens. You learn that happiness comes from something greater than yourself. You learn all the good things are wild and free and you find yourself enjoying that full chested feeling of a happy and inspired heart. I read that and I was like, whoa, <laughs> that's, that's really beautiful. And I think that's something um, that obviously goes beyond just what Zorali is, but it's, I think it's, it shows what you value and you value um, people having freedom and overcoming their fears. And that is incredibly powerful. Is there any stories that you've, um, that you can share of, of people you've encouraged or someone that you've you've seen really take this on board and I guess that probably yourself, but also, you know, is anyone in your life that you're just like, just yeah. saw that apply? Yeah. We, we, before COVID happened, we, uh, ran meetups. So they were like super small scale events on like a typically a Saturday morning, um, where we would just invite people to come, like to come and, um, do a, super easy outdoor activity with us it would, like most often was just like going for a walk along the beach or um a little hike somewhere and um there was a few girls that came once and it was really cool because when they arrived like they didn't look like our like the people that we would hang hang around with they didn't look like super outdoorsy you could tell like they were kind of new to like going for a hike and um and uh, yeah, it was just really cool that they wanted to come firstly. But I remember when we got back to the car park after like this two hour little hike, um, one of the girls said how good it was 
for her soul. And I was like, whoa, that's so cool. And she was just telling us how um, she'd like never really done anything like that. But, um, you know, she'd been feeling a little bit stressed and how her friend like said that we were running this little meetup and encouraged her to go because she didn't really have many outdoorsy friends. Um, and it was cool that we were able to like, I don't know, introduce her into that um, lifestyle just through a super easy walk in nature so that was um a yeah a standout moment for me of when i was like that's cool <laughs> yeah when you see like people that have never camped or never been outdoorsy yeah. people start to embrace yeah. it it's crazy like i just got back from a a surf trip slash um, celebration for a friend like there's like 20 of us and oh man like i got back and i just felt so refreshed there's something that nature does mm. And you just unplug. Um, yeah, it honestly does just make life so much better. Um, yeah. What is Zorali? I realize that I haven't actually defined that, but <laughs> yeah. What yeah. What is Zorali? Ah, uh, yeah. So on the outside, we're um, an outdoor gear and apparel brand. Um, we yeah, we've got a big focus on sustainability so we use um recycled fabrics or organic fabrics across our range um we also plant 10 trees for every product that we sell um we're all online so um yeah it's kind of helped during this covid time to keep things lean um and yeah we've been going for a year now and yeah we're we're loving it but i guess yeah on the inside is that heart to to get people uh, outside and to experience the the peace and, and goodness found in nature. Yeah, and I can definitely see that. If you, for the listeners, when you jump on to have a look at Zarelli's Instagram and, and their website, yeah, you'll, you'll leave inspired because it truly is that. Um, and I've seen that you guys are just incredible at building community as well. Um, it kind of I can just see that it like it bleeds out of you when you talk about it you know even those girls <laughs> that came to that little mini meeting mm. and mm. I guess even for me working on this podcast and trying to build it um that's the whole heart behind this like the heart behind up and becoming is for people to um, be able to pursue their big ambitions to be able to be, to be equipped and empowered to do that um by mm. learning from people like yourself and I guess in your in your experience building community and um and pouring into people what have been some what have been some practical ways that you've been able to do that and to to be able to just um build something that has that that following and has that um mm. yeah that community really yeah um i think probably the the biggest thing uh it might not be the biggest thing but it seems like the biggest thing to me is when you're trying to build a community, make sure the focus is not the the brand or the whatever behind the community. Make sure the focus is the people, um, because the the people are the community. And um, you know, I think for an example of brand, um, it's easy to think the brand is the hero, and it's all about the brand. How cool is the brand? calls this new product blah 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 blah. Um, it's really easy to get pulled into that but um, 
the hero are your people <laughs> and if you if you can focus on yeah who your people are like what their needs are what their desires are what are their hopes and dreams and ambitions and to um like for us like as a brand we actually want to help people become who they aspire to be um even though we're an outdoor brand like we try to like infuse that into everything we do even say on the inside of some of our products we'll have like little motivational labels that will inspire people to follow whatever they feel we're called to um and so yeah i think community obviously is about people but sometimes it's easy to take the focus away from the people and to put it on whatever is behind the community so completely and even i work in a you know i work mainly as a photographer at the moment and i get lost so many so much like in aesthetic and how things look and how things appear but the people that connect most with the things i share is always when i share a story it's always when i'm yeah including them i'm thinking about them i'm making them the hero and it's it's definitely something that i've um I guess I had to take a step back and really assess and be like, what, what's the point of all these beautiful photos, you know, and mm-hmm. your brand is beautiful, bro. Like I love um, following you guys and seeing everything. You make me want to just like buy a van and, <laughs> you know, just road trip, not live in Sydney. <laughs> Maybe go to Cape Otway, just live there or something. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it, it truly is. It's so real because we can get, we get lost. We get so lost in the follows and the likes and the, um, the aesthetic of it all um how how have you moved moved past that because i guess you've already shared a little bit about um making people the hero but when did that kind of click for you was that something you learned or or something you've kind of known for a, a while um well so crazy story um so as we touched on previously uh i ran used to run a brand called monster surf so three years back we received a letter in the mail from a massive company (laughs) in america who was like hey you can't use this name we're gonna take you down um (laughs) long story short so we had this crazy legal battle everything and then we decided we're gonna rebrand um which is how's the rallies come up come about but we were in like wow. a massive we had a yeah we had a big challenge in front of us in terms of financing how we're going to get from monster to zarali and we yeah we got our little creative caps on and thought what if we could invite the community that's like loved and um, everything about Monster to become a part of Zorali. So they literally helped us um, and we invited them to become investors in Zorali and they we raised $300,000 last July to 550 investors. And a year later, I'm, I'm sitting here, we're like, you know, got all this momentum with Zorali and everything, but every day I'm, at the back of my mind, I'm thinking, you know, I'm so grateful for those 550 people (laughs) who helped us get from 
where we were to where we are today. And I think like when you're leading something, humility is like super important to like keep yourself in check that, you know, you, you recognize all the people that have helped you, um, yeah, get to where you are. And even, I don't know, friends who, um, might have no idea like what, what we're really doing, but have still, you know, shared a post here or there or like liked something like it all, it all adds up. And, um, I think just knowing that, um, yeah, people like when you're trying to create a community and everything or a a brand or work on an idea or a venture, like it's anything is better together. And if you can, yeah, find ways to inspire people to um, come on board and and help build it with you, it's going to be much greater than what you can do on your own. Yeah, I've seen that too with, you know, a year ago when you were um, gathering people and it, it goes to show how much pouring into community actually pays off and, and not mm. pays off in like you know, a monetary value, but just people believing in you and being like, we love yeah. being part of this. We love being yeah. part of something bigger than ourselves. Um, yeah. That is, I think that's the creme of the crop. That's what you want to be as a brand, yeah. as, as anything really. Yeah. And I think yeah. in order to achieve that, like you really need to be able to, you need, you need to learn how to like paint a picture of the future that you want to create. Like why should anyone you know, jump on board and be a part of your community or the thing you want to build if like they don't know where it's leading or they don't know how it's going to impact their life. Um, So I think like whenever you're trying to achieve something like that, like a community, you, yeah, you need to keep vision at like the forefront of everything you're doing because it's like vision will inspire people um to to come on board but without it it's just i don't know it's kind of empty yeah it's yeah i guess it, yeah, it comes back to it's just it's just beautiful photos you know without the people it's it is um and i i guess with your with the core of what zorali is and you know you, you touch on sustainability before but how have you worked towards being a sustainable company you know i know that 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 can be there's a lot of greenwash, a lot of um, people that say, oh, this is ethical and this is organic. And, you know, there's a lot of those words around. But how have you guys practically been able to do that for Zorali? Yeah, uh, it's it's definitely helped, like, having a clean slate with Zorali because, like, from the start, we wanted everything to meet a certain standard for us, which is, like, trying to only use recycled fabrics or organic uh, fabrics across our range and to be fully transparent across our supply chain. So basically knowing every step of where everything's coming and ensuring it's all above board and meets our, um, criteria that's like set out in our code of conduct. Um, but it's, yeah, it's not easy and it's like, we're learning every day. And I think, you know, sustainability for anyone is a journey. It's not something like, that you tick the box and like it's done. Um, so I guess our, 
our standard of what we were like aspiring to a year ago looks way different to what we're aspiring to now because we've able, we've been able to achieve some of those things um, that were were our goals from when we launched is is now you know bigger and greater um, that we've got more momentum behind it more knowledge um, and more idea of how we can create our business with the least footprint uh, possible so some of the things we've done recently um, we've just become a fully carbon neutral company so we're working with this um, organization called climate neutral and they help you measure all your carbon use across the entire business from manufacturing to like the final delivery of the product uh, for us and um, we invest in carbon offsets with them um and that they've been helping us even like look at hey so how many shipments are we bringing in from overseas can we consolidate some of those onto like less shipments can we do two big shipments a year versus say like five or six um things like that so i think yeah and, and we've we've been like setting goals for what our business looks like in 2025 in terms of sustainability um and yeah i think it's always great to have those like goals that you're working towards um because it can be super overwhelming at the start to be like all right i want to build this thing in the most sustainable way but i have no yeah. idea and expensive like, oh yeah yeah and i think um one of the one of the things we've done is like so we plant 10 trees for every product that we sell um which so we've built that in to our business model from day one so which is great because it means like, at, you know, the first month or whatever, I'm, when I'm paying the actual money to go towards this tree planting, you know, it didn't seem like a big yeah. amount, but now we're a year in, it seems like a big amount, but it, you know, it's built in, we've committed, which is awesome. But I think, you yeah. know, if you wait till you're further down the line, you, uh, you're going to be like weighing some of these decisions up like, Oh, I don't know, like could, this money could be used for this, this, <laughs> everything like that so yeah i'd encourage anyone listening to try to like build any sustainable initiatives in from today um because it just gets harder uh, as you go <laughs> and how do we do that what are some some practical steps to be a bit more sustainable in everyday life yeah so i think like just i guess deciding what your values are so making some calls on um what you use and what you don't use um what you like and what you don't like um those kind of lists are super super good to have and making a decision to like have the integrity to stick to those standards um and then if you yeah if you're wanting to like go i guess over and above and have some sort of like giving component to um I don't know your lifestyle or your business like to to try to yeah build it in um build it into whatever product or service you're selling so that each product or every you know hour of whatever service you're giving um there's like some sort of cause that's like built into that if that's what you want to do because i think i think that's just a a way easier way to do it because it's it's measurable it's like instant impact in terms of um you know or like say your customers for us they know 
when they buy this fleece jacket that I'm wearing, that when it arrives, they're like, cool, I love my jacket. I love that it also planted 10 trees. There's like, it's super clear. It's transparent and everyone wins. <laughs> yeah, that's beautiful. I even find that, you know, beyond sustainability, when you're looking to be generous, as you make more or as you, you know, as things grow, it is harder to give. So it, it is so important to, to start that to start that small um yeah and to be intentional yeah. about sustainability and even just i guess altruism generosity um yeah so so important sure. where did where did you learn where did you learn to be generous where did you learn to kind of have that um that heart behind all of that yeah. behind all of what you do now yeah um i'd say mom good old mum. <laughs> yes um she's probably the mom. most generous person i know and yeah i i just i remember growing up and like just seeing mum be super generous to people and like even not just with money but with time as well like giving time to i don't know people that she didn't even really know or the neighbor down the street who needed like a hand or was going through a hard time or whatever so yeah mum. I'm grateful for for her generous heart and um, for yeah what she passed on to me in terms of generosity. Good on your mum. I should probably say that too. That that that's yeah. I know. Oi, I actually no, said that no. in another podcast. <laughs> <laughs> My parents listen. <laughs> hey, mum and dad. Um, and dad's like, hey, what yeah, about hey, me? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, sorry, dad. Sorry, Dad. Yes, yeah. Dad, shout out to you. Mom, You're awesome. You taught me everything. <laughs> Moving from, um, you know, Zorali and what you've learnt um, just in building that, what are some things that you do every day to, like, win the day, routines? Um, is there anything that's kind of set in stone for you to, you know, mm. what does a day look like for entrepreneur, co-founder, Cam Greenwood? <laughs> um for me, I have to start my day outside and it's really hard sometimes here in Victoria, especially at the moment, it, like we're just coming out of winter. Um, it can be pretty hard to get out and like active when it's like literally this morning I went surfing and I kid you not, it was three degrees <laughs> and I felt like I had frostbite even before I got, even before I got in the water. Um, but yeah I came home and I felt like a million bucks after that so yeah like getting outside whether it's like a surf um a quick dip in the ocean my wife Elise is crazy and like will drag me in the middle of winter like no wetty um so that's what we do if there's no waves or a jog um yeah oh one gosh. of those three is is what I need to do if I don't do those if I don't do one of those three I'm like the worst human to be around for the rest of the day so <laughs> I yeah that actually I, happened yeah <clears throat> I'm the same I struggled to to swim but I started taking people are going to think I'm crazy but yeah I started having like cold showers in the morning so it would be easier to to dive into yeah. the ocean <laughs> yeah because <laughs> yeah. for me if I'm in bed and I want to go down to bronze, like sunrise, because I love like set, like same. Um, 
if if I'm lying in bed and I'm thinking about how cold the water's going to be, usually, like there's days I stay in bed and it just ruins my entire day. Like today is actually one of those days. Like I did not get up this morning. <laughs> And I was, I know, and I was and just angsty just... all morning. I was like, I need to get outside. I need to get outside. Like, um, I know. But that's just how yeah. I'm wired. I feel oh, yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> and and for any anyone listening that has that same experience, let me know because I, I, yeah. I know I know you and I are not alone. Um, but how good's the cold shower for shaking oh, that off? Do you do it? It's yeah, so good. I, even if I'm having a hot shower, like at the end, I'll just go 20 seconds cold at least and just mm. take it. <laughs> Which right. is like, it's like a coffee, just, yeah. It is. And it, it, it gives you like the little, it gives you a little punch to like get with your day. I'm like, just, <laughs> just, just yeah. play some music, play some like you Rocky could, or you something. You go after that. <laughs> um, yeah. But bro, hey. Thanks so much for um, for coming on and sharing everything that you've shared today. I know that people are going to be so impacted um, with just the wisdom and the things that you've learned. Um, but I love to end our conversation on five flash questions that I ask every guest. So just answer them Let's as quick as you can. All right. All right. Favorite film or series? The Office. <laughs> nice that's a, a safe safe what's one book that's <laughs> what's one book that's left a mark on you um oh chapter one um it's by daniel flynn who's like a really epic mentor of mine um so go read that everyone what's one piece of advice you would tell your younger self uh, learn to listen to the right voice, the voice of possibility. <laughs> That's awesome. What does becoming mean to you? Oh, epic question. Um, I love, I love the title of your podcast just by the way, cause yeah, I, anyways, this is flash questions. Come on, Cam. Uh, no, becoming... no, go, go. If you've got something to say, <laughs> no, yeah, we've, we've got time. I love it. Go I love it. it because I love up and becoming because I think, I don't know, in life, like, it's easy to just look at where you are and, I don't know, you compare yourself or whatever. But I think for me, like, I'm always trying to encourage myself to look at who I'm becoming and, um, yeah. And like trying to align my decisions and actions today to align with what that person I want to become looks like. So, um, and I guess that's what becoming means today to me is like, who, yeah, who am I becoming? Um, that's awesome. Even though that, yeah. Yeah, no, I love it. We could probably talk about like, like we could talk about that one topic for, Maybe we should do that. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Another time. <laughs> now I want to go off on a tangent, but I'm not going to. Okay. Um, what are you dreaming about right now? Um, a sunset surf. I think it's going to be pretty Ooh. nice later. <laughs> um, and dreaming of just, yeah, building 
building a beautiful life of love and all things good with my wife Elise and building a little shack in nature uh, someday where we can Bro, that's enjoy, actually enjoy the dream. <laughs> Seriously. <sighs> My that's my dream is my, my dream is find the wife, yeah. <laughs> then build the beach, then build the beach shack by the ocean, have just a bunch yeah. of little groms surfing every day. That'd be the dream. The dream. Oh, goodness. Um. Well, bro, thank you so much. Is there anything you want to leave us with? Anyone? That, um. Yeah. Just mm. leave a little encouragement. Yeah, I think probably just to like. Um yeah reinforce what we've been talking about a little bit like if you're listening to this and you're thinking yeah who who am i becoming and who do i or who do i want to become and you know you're like you're battling with that those two competing voices um i think like the most important thing you can do right now after you finish listening to our voices is to just like Go outside, leave your phone, go for a walk in nature and go find somewhere beautiful and sit down and (laughs) take a moment to pause and like to think about like what voices do I stop, do I need to stop listening to? Like what voices are holding me back from who I want to become and what's that like voice of possibility um encouraging me to to do or to be or to you know become and to find the the courage to to go and follow that voice because i guarantee you everything epic and everything that you want in life will come to pass by following that voice hey guys before you leave i just wanted to thank you so much for listening to up and becoming episode seven with kim greenwood if you learn something write it down reflect on it and apply it because that's how we grow and change towards pursuing our big ambitions if you're loving up and becoming please jump on apple Podcasts, give it a five-star rating and tell me why you're loving uh, the podcast and follow us on instagram you can find me at kurt bingham or at up and becoming podcast Hey guys, good luck, have the best week, and I will see you next week for the next episode of Up and Becoming. Big love.